This episode is brought to you by The Real Brokerage, the fastest growing publicly traded real estate brokerage in the world. And if you are a real estate agent or broker or team or brokerage in either the US or Canada, and you're looking for a platform that allows you to have insane culture, an amazing business model that actually not only works today with your business, but also provides for legacy. And additionally, the tools, the technology and the training to supercharge your business, I would love for you to check out The Real Brokerage. Go to therealbrokerage.com or even better, just DM me the word real and that'll give me a chance to work and talk to you one-on-one about this opportunity. Uh, Let's get into the meat of this episode. And today I want to talk to you about $3 billion upgrades. These are three lessons from behind closed doors that actually powers real. I'm going to take you behind the scenes of a uh, board meeting that we had and I pulled out some lessons that I thought no one outside that room would even know or hear about. And I'm going to break them down for you uh, step by step. And it all starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. All right, let's get into the $3 billion upgrades. These are three lessons from behind closed doors that I wanted to share with you from a private board meeting, which normally does not see the light of day. This was in discussion. This was in slide decks. This was in process that if you get a chance to see how a extremely fast growing publicly traded company is run uh, and you want to pull the lessons out to actually install it in your life and your business, this is the opportunity for that. So I'm going to run you through three big ideas. Idea number one is capture an unfair advantage. Idea number two is practice game theory. And idea number three is decide on needle movers. Those three are what I'm going to break down for you. But all of this, uh, let me give you some context. So uh, I serve as a president of Real. Real is the fastest growing publicly traded real estate brokerage in the world. The um, A big part of this uh, is every year we get to do an annual planning exercise. And I was part of this little annual planning exercise at the end of the year as we were planning for the next couple of years. And a lot of things happened. We reviewed performance, we set goals, we debated resource allocation, and we got commitments. And during that process in our leadership team, during that process, there was a lot of debate about a lot of topics. Stuff went haywire, stuff went deeply aligned, stuff where we debated and we argued, stuff where we tried to figure out what was important and what was not. And that is what you want in this annual planning exercise. But there was multiple things that happened here that I think could benefit you dramatically. And I'm going to, and I'm going to, um, Bake them all into a very short episode so you can pull out the nuggets just for yourself. So let's jump into the three things that I want to talk about. Number one, capture the unfair advantage. Number two, practicing game theory. And number three, deciding on needle mover. So let's jump into number one, which how do you get an unfair advantage? I will tell you, uh, you ask anybody, it is an unfair advantage is driven by A players. That's it, period, end of story. In fact, a the the... The, an a, a difference between an A player and B player from a comp perspective is probably 10%, but maybe 20, but their output is 10 times. 
So think about that. Imagine you were paying somebody 10 to 20% more, but their output was 10 times that of the other person. That's why it's really, really powerful. My, uh, my, form, my, my partner, in, who's been my partner for 20 plus years, Peter Lowy, always says, you can't do epic things with B players. It's time to upgrade the bench. I love that when he said that you cannot do epic things with B players. And the crazy part is whenever we're looking at something, we just ask, well, who is leading this initiative? Is there an A player leading this initiative? And that's really, really powerful. Um, the, the question, and you may say, well, how do we figure out if we're leveling up the bench? And one of my partners told me this internally, and he's like, you know, a lot of times before I hire somebody, I ask, I ask myself, if I hire Sharon, if I hire Jimmy, if I hire John, who on the team is this person better than? Like, think about the rawness of that question. Who is this person that I'm going to hire? Who is this person better than? If I have 10 people on my team, is this person better than seven out of the 10? Or is this person only better than one out of the 10? If you think about it that way, it's very interesting. Now, I know that it's it's weird and it's there's no discrimination, et cetera, but you're at, you're, we're all making subjective decisions on whether we should hire somebody. And sometimes we get so fixated on the person and the role, we don't realize that we get to upgrade the bench. So if you actually had to say, hmm, if I hired this person, would they at least be in the in the top 50% of my team or are they about a 50% higher? Now, if you have somebody that is better than 80% of your team, they're going to dramatically average and level up the team. It is impossible to beat that. It's impossible to create that any other way. So asking that one question, which is, who's, who's she better than? If you just ask that question in your head to just kind of go through that process, I know it's weird and messy, but it'll allow you to make a very interesting determination of, of whether the person, just from a straight up skill capability perspective, what value they're going to add to the team. I will tell you this, um, after we sold our last business, business tells properties, which we grew 10x in five years, I after we sold the business, I wrote down 37 lessons that I learned when we grew Telus. You can actually go look at it. It is it's there's a website is telus 10xlessons.com, I believe. Um, or just Google Sharon Telus 10x lessons. I'm sure it'll pop up. It's just a blog post. And one of those I mentioned that when I look back at our success, all our pivoting moments of either having more success or having a struggle were all marked by great hires and fires. Think about that. All our pivotal moments of great success were marked by great hires or fires. People, at some point, people will drive your business. You can get one person, one that dramatically, the one person that is, you know, call it an eight out of 10 and is significantly better than your org, it will lift the whole org up and it's really, really powerful. So having Capturing an unfair advantage is to understand how can we stack the deck in our favor with a bunch of A players because you cannot do epic things with B players. Remember this, A players are just 10% more expensive, but they give you 10 times the output, maybe 20% more expensive, but they give you 10 times the output. It's pretty wild when that happens. So think about giving yourself an unfair advantage. All right, here's number two, which is practice game theory. They're one of the, one of the, of all the things that I learned in business school, the one thing that I'll never forget are these four words from my game theory class, which is look forward, reason back. Say it again, look forward, reason back. So you get a chance to say, hey, if I look forward and these six things happen and I start to reason backwards as to how they happen, does it give me a sense of how the world works? Look forward and reason back. And what? let me bring this to life for you. Most of us in our planning exercises, always plan for the future, but never review the past. There's no review preview. They never review the past. So 
the next time you're in your planning exercise, do a little post-mortem of your last plan. I, I We were sitting in our annual planning meeting, and instead of actually just planning for the future, we pulled up the last last plan, even just the last quarter. And we said, here's what we said we were going to do. Here's all the things we said we we're going to, and we gave ourselves a grade on each of those things, whether we did it or we did not do it. Pull up the last plan, see what you did, right? And then understand why something worked or why that didn't work and use that to set the next set of goals. Because you know very clearly that if you set a plan and that plan failed, setting another plan for the same goal, it makes no sense. I'll give you a really simple example. Let's say last quarter, you decided that you were you had a plan to go to the gym at 5 a.m. five days a week. Well, when you're setting the next quarter's plan, if you just set the set set a new goal, but you didn't review the old goal, it would be very interesting because let's say you'd never been to the gym in before in the last quarter, but you'd set a plan for five days a week, but you never actually did it. Well, it needs to have some kind of review around it as to why. Why did it not work? Why was there a struggle? And so setting that same goal again is pointless. Uh, most of America sets a goal to lose weight every year, but they don't actually look back and say, well, I set this goal last quarter or last year. Why did I fail? Why did I not do it? Or did it work? And did I do it? And can I do that again? Setting the goal is good, but reviewing the last goal and the mechanics around it and whether why it failed or didn't fail or why it worked or didn't work, just understanding that gives you insane awareness about yourself, gives you insane awareness about your life, gives you insane awareness about your personality, gives you insane awareness about humanity. Without doing that, we don't really know what to do. That's why game theory is important. Look forward, reason back. Look forward, reason back big part of your annual planning should be let's review the last set of plans and see actually what happened see the lessons that we learned from it can how can we stack on that so that that doesn't happen again and put a support system so that you don't fall into the same trap the easiest thing a lot of times when i talk to the portfolio companies we've invested in or the ceos that i advise it's very really just this one thing which is let's not set a new plan. Let's look back at the old plan and see why that didn't work. Let's get the lessons around it because that gives me a window into their operating system so that I can actually uh, adjust and amend that at a grassroots level as opposed to just stacking new goals and hoping that inspiration will carry them through, right? That's number two, game theory, where you look forward and reason back, pull up the last plan, see what you did, understand why, and then set the goals based on that plan. Here's number three. Thinking about needle movers, right? Really decide on the needle movers. And the needle movers are uh, allows you to focus. Focus is more important than intelligence. Focus, the person who's focused on that one thing will end up just being obsessed and do that one thing better. There's this, uh, you know, kind of be obsessed or be average mentality, which is you have to f focus. So the question becomes, what does moving the needle look like for you? Is moving the needle making more income? Is moving the needle buying more rental units? Is moving the needle and making more investments in multifamily? Is moving the needle losing weight? Is it moving the needle growing your team? Is moving the needle uh, reducing your losses? Is moving the needle having more time? What does moving the needle actually mean for you? Because if you don't understand what moving the needle means, you will look at the other metrics and they'll be kind of interesting, but they won't actually do anything fun for you, right? So uh, if you focus on a $100 problem, you will create a $100 solution. And I remember internally us talking about, hey, we if we stack ranked all our initiatives and just looked at it as uh, if this initiative 
was was open to creating a million dollars in revenue or this initiative was creating a million dollars in savings, then put it in one column, put all the initiatives in the other. It gets very fun very quickly when you do something like that because you start to say, okay, we've got 17 initiatives for a million dollars in revenue and then we've got another three to save us a million dollars. That's $20 million worth of a business plan right there. Why is anything else important? It is a distraction. A lot of times when, when growth happens, distraction is the problem. Distraction is the pain. Distraction actually crushes us. Remember this, to do great things, we have to do fewer things. To do great things, we have to do fewer things. And understanding what the needle movers are allows us to figure figure out what the what the filter is around those things, right? So it's very, and we also don't even realize why we get irritated about stuff. We're like, oh my gosh, I had 17 things on my to-do list. I finished 11 of them and I still feel like I didn't make any progress. Why? Because the 11 things that you actually got done in your to-do list didn't were not needle movers in any way. They felt like they felt good because you got to check the box, but they were not needle movers and they didn't feel good. But just in case you were going on a trip tomorrow and you had like only three things to get done today and you did all three and you felt really good getting on the plane. Why? Because you know there were needle movers and you created needle moving activities and that's really, really powerful. Hey, by the way, if you're a if you're a real estate agent and you're listening to this episode or a team leader or a uh, a brokerage, I put together my my top seven money-making trainings and I used to sell all of these, but I'm giving them all away for free right now because you can't buy anything from me. Uh, I Everything that I have is free for you. It is called the Top Agent Power Pack. And if you would like that, it's totally free. Go to topagentpowerpack.com. That's topagentpowerpack.com. Or just DM me the word agent and my team will send you the link and all the details. All right. So let's recap really quick. Uh, the three billion dollar upgrades. Number one is finding A players. Remember that an A player may only cost ten to twenty percent more, but you get ten x the results. Number two, you practice game theory. You want to look forward and reason back. Pull up your last year's plan. See what you actually did. Understand why, and then set the goals based on that. That gives you good human understanding. And number three, make hardline decisions based on needle movers. Unless you have a very clear decision on what moves the needle for you in your life. You will not, you will end up doing a lot of priority two, priority three, mediocre things to just check the box because focus is more important than intelligence. I hope this was helpful to you. If this was, I don't, I have no idea because I can't read your mind. So all I ask is you do this one thing for me. Just right now, just take a screenshot of this episode. Just take a screenshot right now and just post it on Instagram and tag me. That way, at least I'll know that you like this and I will continue to make more of this for you. If you have a, coach or a team and you do or a board or a mastermind group and you guys do planning together, send this to them so that they actually get a chance, chance to be on the same page as you. Again, take a screenshot, tag me. That way I'll know that you like it and I can make more like this for you and I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there.